Hello, everyone. I'm Al Daldegan, creator and producer of the Leaders, Innovators, and Big Ideas podcast, supported by Rainforest Alberta. This podcast showcases the people who are working to improve Alberta's innovation ecosystem. This episode is hosted by Peter Baudouet. Peter manages strategy and partnerships for an innovative alliance of energy companies committed to reducing environmental impacts through collaborative R&D efforts. Peter worked for more than 20 years in Asia, building and investing in a variety of businesses. His most recent role outside of Canada was with the World Wildlife Fund, where he was the chief executive officer of WWF China, based in Beijing. Prior to that, Peter lived in Hong Kong for 15 years working in the technology industry. Now let's get right into the conversation with Peter and his guest, David Chavez. Take it away, Peter. So thanks, Al. As mentioned, my name's Peter Bodway, and I'll be your host of today's Rainforest podcast. Today's guest is David Chavez. David leads the partnership team at Platform Calgary, and he's deeply involved in transforming Calgary's innovation community. So welcome, David. Thank you. Glad to be here. So it was interesting because when we talked about this interview a few weeks ago, um, you know, we said, well, let's, why do we want to do talk? We'll talk a little bit about platform, give an introduction. But it is interesting because today I'll just, so for the listeners, we're actually sitting in the Alistair Ross Technology Center, which is at the edge of the University of Calgary campus. And, and this is where actually platform originated, right? This is where, where some of it's home. Yeah. And, but platform will soon be opening a brand new innovation center in downtown Calgary. Right? And that's where we want to talk a little bit about today. Right? So, but before we get into that, the center, but let, let's talk a little bit about platform. So what is platform and, and what problem are you looking to solve? Great question. And thanks again for having me. Um, maybe for those listeners who are, are not aware of um, the organization, I'll do a little bit of a history lesson and then, uh, and then do a fast forward in time. So the organization was founded way back in 1981. That's 39 years ago now. It was founded by a gentleman named Alistair Ross, after whom this building was named, and of five other high net worth individuals, most of whom are probably all of whom are from the oil and gas sector. And in 1981, they were worried that Alberta would run out of oil supply. And so they created this organization. Uh, at, at the time, the name was Calgary Research and Development Authority to um, promote and push research in areas other than oil and gas to try to help diversify the Alberta economy. Um, the need for diversification is obviously still here and one would argue maybe even stronger now. The motivations back in 1981 were different. Motivations today are different, but clearly that need remains strong. So um, our organization really looked at that history and really doubled down on that that mission, so to speak. And um, and we um, are really committing to um, really pushing the innovation agenda in Calgary and in Alberta to help diversify um, the Alberta economy. Since that 1981 founding, we've changed names a few times and we're now the latest name being Platform Calgary. So, so I guess... When you look at it, I mean, in the last few years, when you think of Calgary's transformation, again, as we've, we've looked at becoming an innovation hub, you know, spreading our wings in there, there's been so much changes, government programs, new funding, new approaches. So how do you feel we're doing? How are we doing? Um, in terms of the ecosystem, 
the innovation ecosystem, the collaboration has never been better. It's just simply improving uh, over time. So that's a real plus. Um, that's on, added on top of the assets that we already have here in Calgary and Alberta. Obviously, highly educated workforce, very high percentage of engineering staff. I think you and I are wearing these yeah. iron rings. Um, and um, obviously, lots of wealth in the province, great quality of life. All of these assets are... Uh, so the elements are all here. All that said, if we benchmark ourselves against other um, jurisdictions, we are well behind with respect to um, the tech sector in terms of having the number of tech companies per capita, the number of jobs employed in that sector. We are um, at least 3x behind. Some would argue we could be as as big as 10x behind. And that's really um, one of the biggest motivators for Platform and our partners is really trying to um, put in place the um, elements and factors to make the ecosystem perform better such that we can close that gap. We have set for ourselves a strategic goal of tripling the number of so-called core tech companies in Calgary to 1,000 um, by 2031. That's 10 years after the new center uh, will open. So this is this 1,000 companies by 2030, correct? 2031, 2031. that's right. And then to support that, we need 2,000 plus active tech startups uh, at the top of the funnel end in order to get so many you know, graduating into these into these larger core tech companies. So those two numbers, 2,000 startups, 1,000 core tech companies, that's the North Star goal, um, which many, many organizations around Calgary, especially those that are members of the Calgary Innovation Coalition, have adopted as a common and shared goal. So, so when you look at that, I mean, Platform's role in this is has a very unique, the model is very unique because you're not there trying to manage everything. You're in a way creating the platform. Right. You are, you know, creating an ecosystem and help building an ecosystem. Can you give us some examples of, you know, what you guys have been doing over the last few years? Exactly right. Um, the name is Fortuitous. I'll come back to that in a second. I think one of the earliest um, things we did and back on that collaboration topic is, is, is we really helped found the Calgary Innovation Coalition. Back in 2016, we convened, I think at the time there were only 12 organizations that you know, were interested in looking at... Um, you know, the lay of the land, what are the top gaps uh, that we have here in Calgary, and who's interested in working together to go close that. And so I think that was a one key element. Um, it, it's something that's side of the desk, but we felt necessary to, to really um, increase the impact of all of these organizations in Calgary, more or less working in the same space, but rather siloed at the time. Some would say even competitive. Uh, we, we try to knit that together and get that coalition acting together. Today, that's 45 organizations now. It's grown significantly. That's one example. The other example, perhaps maybe the topic of this conversation is, you know, standing up an innovation center in the East Village downtown to be a, a very community-facing center that is, you know, um, sometimes I hear it called kind of the default you know, starting place. If you're a tech founder, you don't know where to go. You go there as a default and there you'll find, you know, all sorts of supports that you and your uh, co-founders and your startup would need. So that's another example of ecosystem building. So, so let's get on that because that, that is it. And that's was 
part of the purpose today because I think this is an exciting time with the new center being open. So it seems like, well, a couple of years ago, it seems like yesterday when we were actually out there, you know, having a shovel, you seeing you guys sort of take pictures of, you know, laying your first, or I guess your, your what is it? Your first, dig, digging for the first time. Shovel ceremony. Shovel ceremony. That's right. Um, and that was 2018 and now early 2021 in a few months you'll be open. So can you tell us about the space? Cause it is going to be something fairly unique to what's available in Calgary at the moment. And you're really looking to transform what, how we do business here. So. Yeah. This space. Yeah. So um, I think many of you, the listeners would know it's uh, in the East village or ninth Avenue parkade. It's a multi-use parkade. The top four stories are uh, parkade to be operated by Calgary parking authority. The first uh, two floors will be an innovation center operated by Platform Calgary. Uh, the building, in, in fact, was named Platform before we were named Platform. It was already called Platform because on that site was an old train platform. And so it's called Platform. Okay. And so to simplify things, we simply adopted the name and, and named ourselves after the building. And it's a fortuitous name in a way because you already mentioned it. Really, our role as an innovation ecosystem champion and builder and developer is really to lay the foundation and infrastructure upon which many, many organizations that are in the space can, can really increase their effectiveness. If you will, we're trying to lift everybody up, um, hence the name platform. So it's uh, 50,000 square feet in the first two floors. The first floor, really it's half a floor because the parking ramp eats up the other half. Sure. Uh, there'll be a cafe, um, there'll be some kind of pop-up demo space. Uh, we could have meetings in there. It's probably the most uh, publicly accessible part of the center is the first floor. And then on the second floor is, is the full second floor. And that's where the, you know, the real business happens, where whether it's um, classes, one-on-one -on -one meetings, pitching to investors, pitching to corporates, um, that's really where the, the, the serious stuff happens, so to speak. And um, there will be a mixture of um, classroom spaces, meeting rooms, and so on. But by and large, there will be large swaths of open open seating. So those collisions can yeah, occur. Exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah. We're really trying to maximize these sort of um, opportunistic collisions where ideas between different People, different organizations just collide and and start to develop into something better than what they each came with before. So, so when is it? When's the, when's the date? When's yeah, the this day? is the, the big I mean, the big big question. Before COVID, uh, we would have said summer 2021. Um, the reality is, during the project, obviously a pandemic hit. Um, it has slowed down construction of the actual shell itself a little bit, but. Um, Thankfully, I won't knock on wood because that's going to screw up this microphone. Um, you know, there, nobody's been sick on the construction site, but but construction has slowed so just because of six feet, yeah, six feet yeah. distance and so on. So the projection right now is that the shell of the building will be turned over to us by end of January 2021, uh, after which we'll then do interior construction. That's probably at least a six month process. Again, COVID and six feet um, spacing allowing, um, which would put us into, say, September-ish as the earliest um, physical opening. But when the real opening will be, I think will be we will look at uh, 
what will be the public health measures that be prevalent at the time? Yeah. And what is the sense that Calgarians have in terms of feeling safe enough to go into such a space prevalent at the time and decide whether indeed to open it then or to delay it until those so we're ready. conditions yeah. are, are in place? There, there is no sense uh, opening it unless people really feel safe. Who knows when the vaccine is? Uh, don't know. So yeah. we'll, we'll assess all of that and then and then but figure out in, the actual. In, you thing. know, second half of, of 2021. So, but can I ask? I mean, I, I'm seeing that you are already lining up partnerships, and this is what makes it really exciting. Is is you know the building is is coming, um, but you're already creating that uh, the platform. You are already creating this group of organizations. So can you tell us a little bit about the partners that you guys have signed up? Yeah, this is the most exciting part. Um, so far, uh, we have signed up 32. Um, program partners already uh, in a memorandum of understanding. The MOU is a uh, is a stepping stone towards formal partnership agreements. In the MOUs, we laid out, you know, here's um, here's what the center will be. Here's what uh, we can do, what it can do for you, and here's the expectations we have on the program partners to to try to get us to uh, an understanding of, you know, of what would it be like to be a program partner at the center. Program partner is any organization that provides technology, innovation, or entrepreneurship programming. So a lot of the accelerators, the training courses, the coding courses, a lot of these will, yeah. are they relocating or they're going to sort of have a satellite office there? How, how does that work? Yeah, uh, great question. Um, it's only 50,000 square feet, so clearly we can't house everybody. So I think at best, what we would like to see is that the program partners become resident program partners. And the difference being... If you're a program partner, you're using the venue as simply one of your venues to deliver your programming. If you're a resident program partner, you have at least one desk for your staff in the center, some kind of presence in the center. So we would really like to encourage as many of the program partners as possible to, to have residency so that if a founder walks into the building, it just makes it so much easier for him or her to get connected with you know the various organizations that, that can help. Because um, they're there, uh, having presence, and um, yeah. So so far, we've signed up thirty-two of those. We've got twenty-seven more MOUs out for review and signature, and then we have at least forty more organizations we're looking at to. So you'll to be seventy-five, to close to 100. a hundred. A lot, yeah, a lot, yeah, yeah. right? And um, the reason is we're really trying to curate, you know, the highest impact organizations that are providing, um, you know, programs uh, towards the. Uh, not just startups, actually. I, I should say that we have three audiences or three students that we're really targeting. Startups, investors, and corporates. And we might have a pretty interesting discussion about that since you're coming from COSIA. And so we have multiple program partners that are providing programming yeah. towards those three audiences that we're trying to recruit into this space such that whether it's a startup founder or investor or corporate that's interested in innovation coming in can, as I said earlier, get connected to, you know, the supports that they need as quickly as possible. Yeah. As possible. So, I mean, the t so if you're, if you're an organization and you, you're thinking, Hey, I'd be interested in, in knowing more, what should they do? Should they contact you or, or cause there's obviously if you've already got close to a hundred, you've been talking with quite a few, 
But if there's some out there who aren't familiar with the program or would be interested, should they? How should yeah. they get involved? Yeah, for sure. Well, of course, there's our website, yeah. platformcalgary.com, um, and uh, I'm always open for conversation or Zoom chat. Uh, David.chavez at platformcalgary.com, okay. and um, yeah, we'll certainly. So there's place for more, is what you're saying. There is place for more. You know, I wish it were 500,000 square feet, but. Let's start with fifty thousand, yeah. and then uh, see what we can see what we can do. So if you and I'm just trying to get a, a handle on the type of programming. So maybe we'd like to talk sure. a little bit about that. So if you're a you know a, a startup accelerator right now, and you're you're floating from organization space to space, you can actually you will have space available to run that program out of out there. Is that correct? Uh, if you're and, if you're an accelerator program, yeah, and and if you're a partner, you've signed a partnership, then you can sort of there'll be space available, or again, has to be. But that's the idea is to run a lot of those. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. The way, as far as a space, we're, we're, we've got lots of um, space demand because mm -hmm. we pull these partners, you know, how many classes do you run? How big are the class sizes? Yeah. How often do you do it? And uh, that'll inform our building design in terms of how many classrooms, how big they are and so on. Oh, so your internal full design is not specced yet. You're not still yet. working. Oh, okay. That's interesting. We're, so you're still, okay. We're still designing. Yeah. We're recruiting partners. We're designing alongside that. We're fundraising alongside that. So lots of parallel tracks um, happening simultaneously. Um, as far as the uh, classrooms and meeting rooms, the feedback from the program partners is they like they're happy that they, these things are shared and they're bookable versus dedicated for each of them. I think that's it sure. yeah. just yeah. improves uh, space utilization for yeah. everybody. That's great. So yeah, and you'll have space for obviously big events, not just meeting rooms of ten or twenty, but you'll be able to have large events as well. Correct, Emma? To the extent that the space, uh, which is rather unique, can accommodate, it's actually a super long oval, so it's kind of a narrow, okay. narrow uh, hallway, if you will, but. In an oval shape. Oval. So, yeah. so, so for those of you who aren't familiar where this is, it's actually right across from the new library, almost correct across Ninth Avenue. Absolutely. So it's, you know, they will see each other. So it's and you'll both be ovals because I think the both buildings will be ovals. So, so what's I mean, your objective of programming in the first year? What What do you think? Like, what should that look like for those? You know, once you open up? Yeah, the framework for the programming that uh, that we're using to think about it is uh, we, it's a three by three matrix. So I I talked about the three persona for the students, if you will. They're, so the the startups, mm -hmm. investors, and corporates. Yeah. And then for each of those personas, the the kinds of programs um, that we're curating into the center fall under kind of three stages, depending on the maturity of the startup or maturity of the investor or maturity of the corporate. So the, the earliest stage we call on-ramp programs. The next stage is a launch. And then the last is scale. So these words make um, a very familiar in the context of a startup founder. An on-ramping program might be something like uh, a startup weekend that our great partner, Startup Calgary, hosts. It kind of introduces uh, a potential founder into what's it like to be in a startup, you know, what's involved and so on. It's like, it's like uh, making them curious, inspiring them to kind of learn more. That's an on-ramp program. Once they commit and they say, yeah, I want to do it, go find a co-founder, you know, incorporate a company and really, you know, try to do this, then they move into launch type programming. And um, of course, I'm going to make a plug for our junction program. Sure. That's our yeah. that's our flagship program where it's a nine-week intensive residency where four days, four mornings out of each week, there's workshops and classes and education. 
And then the rest of the time, the startup is working on their startup for nine weeks. At, and at the end of that, there's a, a graduation day. That's a that's a, that's a, a launch program to really help that committed um, startup, the co-founders of that startup, start to get to starting to get to grow their traction and revenue. Um, the graduation point of the launch type programs in the center will be we're targeting about a million annual recurring revenue for that company for that for yeah, for, for, for companies that are. Uh, that are would benefit from our launch programs. Okay, the next level. Yeah, yeah. And then past that, it'd be the scale type programs. And for that, we're really um, we're relying on lots of other partners to provide you know that kind of support for the companies. In particular, at that stage, really, it's more about connecting the companies with potential customers, potential investors, and so on. Yeah, they've sort of, they're graduating now. You yeah, know, less so, way. Way. yeah, less yeah. so classroom stuff, but more about connections, yeah. particularly global connections. So, so I wanted to explore that because you had the three personas, yes, like sir. you said, the startups, the investors, and the corporates. And, and the startups and the corporates are sort of the easiest to understand, it, you know, but, but the investors is always a tricky one. And when we talked about earlier, you mentioned getting from 200 startups to over 1,000 by 2030, 2031. So what, what's the investor? Because again, that's sort of a big piece that is always, I can see we're making progress in Calgary. You're hearing some great announcements of some million dollar, you know, investments, 5 million, even 10 million recently, a few of them. Um, so what's the program for investors, right? Great and question. Activating the act. Great question. Yeah. So again, we're using the same words for, yeah. to describe the, the set of programs, on-ramp programs for investors, um, launch and then scale. Um, the analogy is uh, for on-ramping investors, there, there's clearly a lot of wealth in, in Calgary and Alberta, um, historically made in oil and gas and real estate. But comparatively, if you look at the investments into those sectors compared to the investments into the tech sector, clearly in the latter, it, it's still very low, particularly if it's in life sciences or energy tech, like really low. And so the first thing we really would like to do, along with our partners, is start to educate uh, investors that know how to invest in real estate and oil and gas to how to invest in this new asset class. And so an on-ramp program might simply be, you know, a tech investing 101 kind of a class. So just it's just educational, right? To tr to try to gain interest in a yeah, way. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Have a bit of money you want to invest. Yeah. An yeah. Another type of on-ramp program might simply be invite them to like demo days or pitch events just to be part of the audience, not necessarily to, you know, write checks, but just to kind of experience what is this all about, right? And hopefully inspire them to want to learn more and then kind of get into a more formal investor education program. And then, uh, then beyond that, if they wrote the first check, you know, what else, what other education, what other um, programming can we provide so that they can get more sophisticated with respect to, say, portfolio? Yeah. So that's management. when, like, the National Angel Capital Association starts helping. and, and other Exactly. Like Partners that. like yeah. that. Great. Oh, that's good. Okay. So this is going to be, it's going to be an exciting year. And, and I guess is what I'm hearing as well is you're already activating a lot of those partners. So in some ways, they're already starting. Even to do before stuff, the right? building is up, that's, like that's we've right. already that's seen um, collaborations uh, across the signed-up MOU uh, program partners, 
where, you know, group A has helped group B into a joint ask towards a funder and that helped them. Or, you know, there was a group that was looking for mentors in a particular sector and we had another partner that had those, glued them together and that helped those. So we're really starting to see the effects of um, having this cluster of program partners that are really trying to, you know, get you know, increase their impacts just by the fact that they're collaborating together. I think having them physically close yeah. would just elevate that even more. So we're really looking forward to that. No, it's 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 exciting. It's exciting times. So, so I guess switching gears a bit, I'll sort of go into another area. You know, I, so we're we're building this. We're building the ecosystem. We've covered a bit about what platforms doing, what the facility is going to do, and we talked a little bit about sort of the two hundred techs by uh, two hundred companies growing to a thousand. Like if we look globally, you know, if we start looking out there and we always say, you know, we want to scale our companies globally, but there's also great programs out there that, you know, and what, you know, what out there when we look at the world of, of innovation, you know, some of those leading cities, countries that are doing innovation, what are some of the programs we, we, we would be great if we could launch that in Alberta? Yeah. You asked me earlier, you know, what, what are some of the things that platforms doing in its role as kind of an ecosystem developer, ecosystem champion. And, and I mentioned the building, of course, and I, and I mentioned the Calgary Innovation Coalition. The other thing we did was we commissioned benchmarking of Calgary against other jurisdictions. We, along with our partner, Calgary Economic Development, commissioned Startup Genome to benchmark Calgary against their other member cities. And so um, the, the good news is we're now part of a network. The bad news is, okay, we found out where we sit relative to the other cities around the world. I think in the latest report, we we did manage to crack the top 100. I think we came in at number 91. But really, our goal is to be top 50. And by um, 2031, if we achieve these numbers, we believe we'll you know we'll crack the top 50. It it's hard, and it'll take a long time. The benefit of belonging to the Startup Genome Network is we start to a connect up with other ecosystems, try to see and get to see what are they doing that seems to be working and so on, especially the ones that are leading in, in the in the rankings. One in particular, I, I personally am I'm really investigating deeply now is Stockholm. Uh, Stockholm, of course, capital of Sweden. Sweden's 9 million people, which is about the same population as Western Canada. But if you look at the global brands coming out of Sweden, you can look back as... I'm told that SKF bearings started in Sweden in 1890 or something like this. And then there's global brands like Ikea, Volvo, Saab, Ericsson, Spotify. From small city, nine, small country like that. Yeah. yeah nine yeah. million people, right? And um, I, uh, before this job, I worked for Ericsson. So I had a lot of Swedish colleagues. I asked them, like, why so many global brands? And they said that Sweden's such a small country. And in, in fact, was a poor country before that a company starting up would just never have a big enough market if all they aspired to. Well, there's sell, definitely similarities with Canada, right? Sell we need to, to go global in a way. That's yeah. right. You yeah. got to go yeah. global. And so they start companies day one with a global market in mind versus I'll start selling here and then expand to Saskatchewan and then maybe expand to the U.S. one day. It's a totally different mindset. And so practices like this, I think, are super interesting and how do we import that here? So I'm looking at Stockholm and what are their programs to try to see, can we build the same things here or worst case, import it here? Uh, so from um, from a really innovative 
kind of to your, to your question, what are the innovative programs out there? I think there seems to be a recipe. There, there doesn't seem to be like stupendously different kinds of things. Um, but for sure, in terms of the gaps that we have here in Calgary, I think uh, pre-seed investment, pre-seed accelerators would be a, a key gap that we need to plug because they're just simply not enough investment being made, uh, you know, at, uh, in companies of those stages. So just to clarify, when you say pre-seed accelerators, that's where the accelerator itself is giving some money, yeah. like Y Combinator or something yes, that gives exactly. 100000 for whatever. Exactly. Five, to, give, to give runway to the yeah. founders, right? So, yeah. yeah. So, so interestingly, I guess is, you know, we talked about the, you know, the 200 to 1,000. I'm always intrigued by that number because when you guys started, I remember seeing Terry, Terry Rock, the, CEO of Platform yep. communicated, and it was almost like, what number is this? And within a few months, everybody's talking, that's sort of the North Star. So I think, you know, we've got that built. Um, where there's an under, everyone's talking about the same numbers, which is great. And, and I think, you know, Calgary's definitely making progress. I mean, despite, you know, the downturn with COVID right now and the oil downturn, there is, in the tech space, there is some, some winnings happening, you know, and you know, there is, I mentioned it earlier, some million dollar deals, 5 million, 10 million. So there's some great companies, some funding happening. But from your vantage point, because you are looking at it from an ecosystem, right? And it's, it's not just one segment, it's all the segments. It's not just one type of funding, it's all the funding. It's not just one startup, it's all the startups. So how do you feel or what, I guess, where do you feel we really got to focus in this next 24 months? Because this is going to be kind of dicey. We've got, we're coming off COVID. Hopefully we're going to start ramping up in oil and gas. But we got to get this right. So, what is it that we got to get right? Great question. Um, in terms of the, um, the the North Star goal and how do we get there? So, to your point, it, it's great that lots of people now recognize the number, are you know reciting it to each other as that's the North Star goal. But now the next question is how? Uh, how do we get there? Right? Um, how do we collectively and collaboratively work among the ecosystem program partners such that we are more coordinated getting there versus siloed or organic or haphazard and just it you know we want to we want to put measures in place that improve the probability and so the first thing we've done is um, start to dimension the problem how much capacity and we call it seats how many seats worth of um, on-ramp seats do we need in the city how many seats of launch programming seats and then scale programming seats uh, from an annual capacity perspective do we need to put in place such that in 10 years time we've made it yeah we made yeah. it or we have a chance of making it so do you think we have enough in the in the accelerate because when you look at we need more startups investors exactly and those were the three so do we have an, where which of those groups do we don't have enough seats right now for sure uh, the uh, on-ramp on-ramp seats for startups. We really need the top of the funnel significantly um, um, increased in size. Right now we have, say, about under 300 startups in Calgary. And by startups, we mean it's a one to four person company. And we need that to be 2,000 plus yeah. in order to support this growth. And so how do you get there, right? So you need, we estimate we need about capacity in the ecosystem to to be able to support 3,000 Calgarians a year 
to inspire them to enough to you know to get into one or more of the on-ramp programs or on-ramp events. So that's that's, a, that's an interesting number. I just want to explore that. So three thousand. That's we want three thousand people starting, people starting right. to to think about. I got an well. I I want to start a business, and I think I got an idea. And and this is to be clear. This is not three thousand. Someone who wants to start a you know whatever a painting company or something. This is about technology companies. So, That's right. And these are companies that can scale and create jobs. That's right. So it is interesting because I, I and I'm just surprised by that number. It does surprise me because you know I'm always I'm always going goodness we've got so many accelerators etc. So is it more accelerators or is it just running those same programs more? I'm just one or is it really trying to encourage people to think about? Like what, what's what's stopping us to get to the three thousand? Certainly, in the in the uh, for the you know people just starting out yeah. and needing to be on ramped. I don't think we need new accelerators or new organizations. We have lots of really good ones in place. We need to increase the capacity. There's only so many so people, programs, so many advisors okay. yeah. that can handle you know so many events that that, that can handle so many people. Um, so I think. It's really just capacity expansion of existing programs okay, for on-ramp. Uh, for scale, uh, for sorry, for launch programs, we need, I can't remember I already said, but to be able to handle 300 uh, companies a year. And that that's, at that, yeah, that, when you say at that scale, that that's a big number. That's big. Companies, yeah. you're st- that's a lot of support you need to get. That's right. Yeah. And so it's, it's going to be a mix of just beefing up with more capacity, existing programs already, plus perhaps bringing in new ones that are, Say sector specific that don't already exist to to add capacity in 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 the city for that, and then for for companies that are that can benefit from scale programs, we estimate we need about sixty seats a year, sixty companies okay. a year of those and kinds of programs. So just just explore that three thousand a year. Does that mean that do we think we've got enough of a pipeline to activate three thousand individuals who want to start companies? I mean, there's one point. Two million, yeah. I guess, yeah. Calgary and beyond. Uh, and uh, in terms of STEM educated engineering, that we got. very, that we got. very yeah. large numbers. Yeah. So we believe we have the raw materials in terms of education, uh, expertise, and certainly industry experience. Uh, because industry experience actually is quite important. Like yeah. people need to know enough about what are the pain points and problems in industry. Yeah, it's such, not just a new idea. Of, such yeah, that, yeah. you know, such that a better mousetrap can be yeah. created, right? And so I, we believe we have the raw materials and raw uh, numbers. The key is outreach, you know, proactive outreach in terms of targeting specific um, uh, people. For example, you know, unfortunately, there's lots of now unemployed energy professionals. That is a talent pool with clearly industry experience. STEM educations, yeah. so the, the the elements are there. So how can we reach out? How can we make them curious? How can we inspire them to, you know, get into attend an event, attend a startup weekend, attend uh, you know a startup essentials course, so that we can beef up the numbers at the okay. top of the funnel. It's it's an interesting challenge, right? Because it's you've got to you're you're sort of building it as you move, but you recognize already. That number was new to me, the 3,000. So that was, It's a recent uh, work at Platform trying to dimension the problem. Yeah, yeah. And, that, and that's great because once you start, then you can see, do you even have the 3,000? And if not, how do you activate? That's right. Okay. 
Well, that's a great learning. So thanks today for your, your time, David, for taking the time out of your schedule. A pleasure. Yeah. So if people want to know a little bit more about Platform, where, where should they look? I mean, you mentioned some stuff earlier, but let's close on, on how they can get in. Uh, yeah. So uh, for sure, um, our website's obviously uh, out there, Platform Calgary. And you do have a newsletter. Yeah, uh, we do have a newsletter. So please subscribe to that. Um, if those uh, can't help you, send me an email, david.chavez at platformcalgary.com and I'll certainly help get you connected. Okay. Well, again, thanks for your time. And for those listening, thanks for joining. If you haven't already, visit rainforestab.ca and sign the Rainforest Social Contract. Become part of the inclusive, silo-busting, sector-agnostic, all-industry, open-sourced, ego-shrinking, ecosystem-building, entrepreneur-focused, wide-open, social barrier-smashing community known as Rainforest Alberta. This episode is brought to you by Community Now Magazine. Engage, inspire, educate together. Music for the show was created by Tony Deldegan. Please be sure to share this episode with everyone you know. Also, don't forget to come by and say hi at the next Rainforest event. Let us know what you think of this podcast. If you're interested in being either a host, sponsor, or a guest of the show, send me an email at rainforestpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.